Welcome to Tabernacle of Praise, Church of God in Christ, where we believe in encouraging, empowering, and equipping people to live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us now as we enter into our worship experience. We pray that this service will be a blessing to you and your life. Once you have it, would you stand for the reading of God's Word? We just honor the Lord today with the reading of his word. Exodus chapter 5, verses 1 and 2, and then chapter 6, verses 1 through 6. When you have it, say amen. Let's read together. And afterward, Moses and Aaron went in and told Pharaoh, Thus said the Lord God of Israel, Let my people go, that they may hold a feast unto me in the wilderness. And Pharaoh said, Who is the Lord that I should obey his voice to let Israel go? I know not the Lord, neither will I let Israel go. Let's fast forward to chapter 6, verse 1. Then the Lord said unto Moses, Now shalt thou see what I will do to Pharaoh. For with a strong hand he shall let them go. And with a strong hand he shall he drive them out of his land. And God spake unto Moses and said unto him, I am the Lord. And I appeared unto Abram, unto Isaac, and unto Jacob by the name of God Almighty. But by my name Jehovah was I not known to them, and I have also established my covenant with them to give them the land of Canaan, the land of their pilgrimage, wherein they were strangers. And I have also heard the groaning of the children of Israel, whom the Egyptians keep in bondage. I've remembered my covenant. Wherefore say unto the children of Israel, I am the Lord, and I will bring them out from under the burden of Egypt. I will rid out their bondage. I will redeem you with a stretched out arm and with great judgments. The word of the Lord is blessed right before we pray. Would you get somebody's attention, whether they're next to you or across the room? Don't point at them because that's rude. But would you just say to them, God's going to get you out of this. Make it personal now. Just tell yourself, God is going to get me out of this. Precious Father, in the name of Jesus, God, we honor you, we bless you. Hallelujah, there's nothing like you, oh God, no one like you, nothing like your word. God, we ask in this moment, God, in this moment, where there might be heavy hearts, where there might be confusion, God, by where, while there might be weariness among the people, God, I ask that you would come in like a mighty hammer, God, deliver your word. Set it up, oh God. 
hallelujah, so that it rests and resonates uh, on the hearts and within the minds of your people. Give them the assurance, God, that you have not gone asleep. Hallelujah. Glory to God. You're not distracted by our plight, but you're on the job. Hallelujah. You've got it under control. Hallelujah. You have everything within your peripheral view. And at the appointed time, God, hallelujah, like you did for the children of Israel, God, you're going to bring us out with a mighty outstretched arm. Hallelujah. With a mighty right hand, God, you're going to deliver us. And so, oh God, give us the patience. Hallelujah. Enable us to be steadfast and unmovable. Hallelujah. Glory to God. And wait on you. Be patient on you, oh God, so that we might be able to see the glory of the Lord in the land of the living. These things we ask in your name and for your sake. God, we say thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Somebody that loves the Lord, would you give God a hand of praise? As Thank you, Lord Jesus. The book of Exodus is a very profound and powerful book whereby God causes uh, his, his children to know that when he shows up on the job that, that he is going to take personal responsibility for their escape. It is is relevant, this Old Testament theology and history, for us to understand the nature and the character uh, of the nation of Israel. Most of us understand and know that, you know, they went through their periods and their times of up and down and when they obeyed and when they disobeyed. But, it's, but, but, but all of that becomes uh, uh, insignificant in the fact that, that God shows us his power, hallelujah, through this scripture and through the rest of this particular book. We didn't read it all, but it's great and it's powerful and you need to be able to, to digest it and read it in, in, in your leisure. But it has some significance for the church today, I believe, and right where we are right now because the book of Exodus causes us to know and understand. Well, let me just make it personal. It causes me to know and understand that no amount of abuse, no amount of pandemic, no stronghold, no jail, no prison, no manufactured situation that the enemy think he might get the advantage of us in God has the ability to bring his people out. The book of Exodus speaks of exiting. It speaks of coming out. Uh, Hallelujah. It doesn't speak of staying in. It talks about how I'm going to bring you out. Of being rescued from bondage, getting delivered from the hindrances and the shackles of your past so that you might be able to be free. Exodus also speaks of the fact that God doesn't just stand off in the distance, hallelujah, and watch us struggle in this world by ourselves and and make statements to us like you ought to be able to get yourself out. How did you come to such an impasse? Hallelujah. When you got yourself into this, hallelujah, you didn't count up the cost. No, God is not saying that to us at this moment. 
As a matter of fact, uh, hallelujah, God uh, is saying to us even now, I realize what you're going through, uh, but I have the power to liberate you, uh, hallelujah, as soon, uh, glory to God, as you satisfy, I'm satisfied of what's going on, uh, and I get the attention of the people that I want to get the attention of, I am going to send the devil a demand for your release that you might be delivered and set free. It is also necessary for us to understand that the book of, of Exodus is also filled with typologies. Typologies suggest that when you read the scriptures that there's a message and a meaning, uh, uh, also a, a revelation behind what is actually being spoken. We understand that Egypt as it relates to typologies, uh, represent a type of sin. That Pharaoh is a type of Satan. That Moses represents a type of Old Testament Messiah. And that through the blood of the Lamb, glory to God, hallelujah, it's representative, representative of a sacrificial offering, uh, glory to God, that represents a type of Christ. So what is happening here in the book of Exodus is God is teaching the children of Israel how to escape. He wants to teach us right now how to get out, how to escape, how to rid ourselves of the world systems of Satan's power. Hallelujah. And learn how to become liberated and stay separated, glory to God, from the wiles and the schemes of the devil. He doesn't lead us out of bondage with swords and spears and knives and guns and arrows. But the battle is fought with the blood of Jesus Christ, which typifies here in this scripture the blood of the Lamb. The blood of the Lamb, glory to God, back in this particular time, glory to God, was, was shared before the people actually came out. Hallelujah. God had given them a responsibility. He had said to them, I am going to liberate you one family at a time by the spreading of blood over the doorpost of your house, over the lintel. Glory to God. And when the deaf angel Glory to God comes through uh, to separate. Uh, glory to God. He'll see the blood. Uh, hallelujah. And pass over you. It's important that we understand that included in God's plan for deliverance is that every house, every house, somebody say every house. In every house, there should be somebody Hallelujah. Some man, some woman, uh, if it needs to be a boy or a girl, uh, there should be somebody in that house uh, that's pleading uh, the blood of Jesus. Most of us know what time it is. Uh, this is not a time to be doing Facebook posts with you looking in the mirror. Hallelujah. This is not the time uh, for you to be engaged in foolery. This is the time uh, to be on your knees uh, saying, God, uh, in the name of Jesus, hear my cry. Be attentive to my plea. It's the blood of Jesus that sets men free. Hallelujah. It's not even coming to church. It's the blood of Jesus. 
It's his blood. I don't just mean having the ability to, uh, to be able to talk to Jesus, talk. <laughs> I don't mean being able just to concentrate on God when you come into the house of the Lord. <laughs> but I mean being committed to, to a life. <laughs> Glory to God. Setting an example. <laughs> Hallelujah. In front of your children and whoever is living with you. <laughs> Hallelujah. You need to show them <laughs> this is how we get to God. <laughs> this is how we get God's attention and commanding the enemy and taking authority over the forces of the devil and telling the devil you can't have my house I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Uh, you can't have my house. You can't have my wife. Uh, you can't have my children. Uh, you can't have my finances. Uh, you won't be able to steal my peace of mind. Uh, Satan, uh, the blood of Jesus is against you. The reality is that you can, cannot accomplish this kind of victory with just a hit-and-miss type of commitment to God. You won't be able to get this if you just uh, show up for two hours on Sunday morning. And now we've cut it down to about an hour and a half. Hallelujah. You won't be able to understand uh, what it really means to, to have a, a strong anointing uh, unless you really spend some quality time with the Lord. And so to understand that, that Israel had been in Egypt for 400 years, 400 years, for all intents and purposes, uh, in my own mind, at about 400 years of really being separated from God, I'm, I'm, I'm almost certain that you have backslidden. 400 years they spent in bondage. They had forsaken their way of life and taken on uh, the life of the Egyptian. They had lost their ability to worship because anytime you don't engage God on a regular basis, sooner or later, uh, hallelujah, the, the enemy will come in and, and steal away, uh, hallelujah, your ability to feel God like you once felt him. They had succumbed to the precious of a Pharaoh who didn't know God and who didn't care anything about their God. Hallelujah. They had lost their sense of, of heritage uh, and purpose. They had forgotten uh, what their grandmother and grandfathers uh, had taught them in the ways of the Lord. Uh, they had forgotten how to really worship God, uh, how to go into the holies of holies beyond the veil and gain the attention of God. They had forgotten. Unless we, we be like them and forget how to worship Jehovah God. Hallelujah. Not just to be hooked on a feeling, but to actually be able to worship in spirit and in truth. We would be much like them. We become enslaved to these systems that are all around us. The Bible says that finally, somebody say finally. Finally. Not because they missed their relationship with God, but because of the magnitude of their hardship and suffering. Because of the fact that they are slavery, their enslavement 
had impacted them and their families had, 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 had come in and, and separated them and, 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 and caused them to, to suffer, not just financially, but also spiritually and emotionally and, and mentally and physically. Much like we're experiencing today. Because they had gotten to the point where they couldn't get up on their feet. They couldn't rise up socially. They couldn't rise up economically. They had, had, had been down in bondage uh, for a long time and after being held captive uh, by a system for 15 to 20 generations. 15 to 20 generations. That's a real generational curse. Somebody decided, watch this, let's do what the saints of old used to do when they got in trouble. Let's start praying. Is there anybody in here that's with me that would suggest we ought to pray more and engage in foolishness less? Pray more and not occupy ourselves with, with hours of nothingness. If in fact we're going to get out of this situation. So for 400 years God had been waiting for them to cry out to him. To stop trying to work things out on their own. Stop trying to depend on governments. Stop trying to depend on politicians or doctors or scientists. Hallelujah. Or even traveling evangelists. They ask God, please hear our cry. We have suffered. God told Moses then, go into Egypt and tell Pharaoh to let my people go that they might worship me. That they might worship me. Not just get out, but that they might worship me. Would you just turn to somebody that can hear you, glory to God, and just tell them God's going to get you out of this. If you prescribe to what he's going to give us, God is going to get us out of this. Now, we're not dealing now with a natural Pharaoh per se, but, but nonetheless, we have, we're dealing with our own types of Pharaohs. I mean, we've got all types of pharaohs going on. We've got, we got multiple levels of pharaohs that are de we're trying to deal with simultaneously. Most of us are not dealing with just one pharaoh. Uh, hallelujah. They're lined up like taxis. Just one thing uh, right after another thing. Uh, hallelujah. But it makes no difference uh, what your Pharaoh is. Uh, hallelujah. I just came to let you know God wanted me to let somebody know that God is the God uh, over every Pharaoh. Every Pharaoh. And God is going to get us out of this. Another thing to note is that God doesn't bring Israel out 
so that they might wander. He brings them out so that they might worship. He says to Moses, tell them to let my people go that they may hold a feast unto me, that they might celebrate me for bringing them out. Uh, hallelujah. Out in the wilderness. Uh, glory to God. We're not going to do it at your place. Uh, hallelujah. We're going to get out in the wilderness and we're going to worship God. God says, uh, I'm not bringing you out uh, just so that you can get out and do your own thing. It reminded me of a, a Facebook post that I saw, and I want to repeat it. It says, there is danger in the church wanting to get back to normal. Get back to the way that it used to be. And incites the way that it used to be. The way it used to be is that there was inconsistent attendance. That was carnality and not very much unity. There was prayerlessness, doctrinal arguments, pastoral jealousies, overprogramming with flesh on parade, a weakness in giving. And so Jesus says, I'm not calling you back when I bring you out to church as usual. I am calling you back to holiness and true worship. Because God is not interested in bringing us out, liberating us, so that we can just go back into the same thing that he delivered us out of. Neither is the God into the business of getting you out just so that you can celebrate freedom. To get you out of one thing without getting you into something totally different leaves you in the perpetual state of confusion. And one of the biggest mistakes that we'll ever make in life is to get free from bondage and not replace it with something of spiritual and holy value in its place so that the enemy doesn't trick us and cause us to go back into the same form of bondage. I guarantee you, if you don't live out the purpose of God, in your life, you're going to be dealing with the same thing later that you're dealing with right now. That the only antidote, the only cure is to plug into our predestined, predetermined purpose of what God has, has saved us for. He has caused us to be, called us to be ministers of, of re reconciliation. Uh, he says that you're the light of the world. Uh, glory to God, you're the salt of the earth. And it becomes important for us to engage again in the things that God would have us be engaged in. And so God says, I'm going to bring you out. I'm not meeting you in Egypt. Hallelujah. I'm going to meet you in the wilderness. And in order for you to experience me, you've got to come out of Egypt. 
I'm not coming in the club to get you. Hallelujah. I'm not going into the bedroom of a lover. I'm not going into the decadence uh, of your life to get you. Uh, I'm going to stand outside of your mess, uh, call you out of it uh, so that you might meet me on holy territory. I'm calling you out of rebellion. I'm calling you out of dysfunction. I'm calling you out of mess. Because I've got liberty. I've got deliverance. I've got blessings with your name on it. And the only way that I can give it to you, the only way that I can bring you out, hallelujah, is you've got to come unto me. God is saying to somebody, I've got houses that you haven't built, vineyards that you didn't grow, blessings beyond your wild imagination, but you can only get them on my terms. It will only come to pass when you come out of your folly and worship me. And I hate to tell you this since, amen, we just started coming back to church on Sundays, but Sunday only church is not going to get it when God brings us out of this. We're going to have to set up times, uh, hallelujah, and we need to start right now, uh, glory to God, uh, of not there just being 25 or 35 or 40 of us on a prayer line, uh, but some way, somehow, we've got to carve out some time for God uh, and come together in collective, hallelujah, corporate prayer, uh, not just a handful, but everybody's got to get on the same page. Uh, God didn't just bring uh, a portion of the Israel Israelites out. He brought everybody out. And so everybody's got to have an investment. God's calling for holiness. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Time is winding up. I don't know about you, but I've been paying attention. Hallelujah. Folk are going home now to meet the Lord. Hallelujah. In, ra in rapid succession. They're burying two and three and four saints a week. They're burying two or three on the same day. You can go to hell from the church. You probably wasn't paying attention, but, but hell's got a bus that drives by churches every week. And if you look closely enough with your spiritual eye, you'll see that it's full. Picking up people who don't think, uh, glory to God, uh, hallelujah, that they need to do anything other than just go to church. They can go to church on Sunday and live the way that they want to the rest of the week. But God is requiring holiness. He said it in his word, holiness without which no man shall see the Lord. And so what I'm saying is that God is looking for uh, a people that are living and vibrant and obedient and functioning in the relationship 
with God, where you include God in everything that you do. When you wake up in the morning, hallelujah, you wake up and offer God the first fruits of your day. Hallelujah, you don't talk to anybody before you talk to him driving down the street. You're talking to the Lord. Hallelujah. You turn the radio on. Hallelujah. And you listen to God minister to you. Go to school talking about him saying, Lord, I need you. I need your help. Glory to God. I need you every day, every hour. I'm talking about having a relationship with God. That's delivering. That's powerful. That's humbling. That's effective. I'm not talking about just getting emotional and dancing. All of that's fine. I'm talking about having the kind of mind-renewing, devil-chasing, spirit-lifting, the outpouring of the Holy Spirit uh, that comes uh, with power down in your spirit. Matthew 5 says that they that hunger and thirst after righteousness shall be filled. See, all the devil, he, he doesn't mind us just coming to church. He'll let us have all the church that we want to have. Because you can go to church and not be hungry and thirsty for righteousness. What the enemy doesn't want, what the enemy is hoping that will not happen, what the enemy is afraid of us advocating, uh, glory to God, is that we will develop uh, a real experience with God. Uh, that our church experience uh, would move into a place to where we have a God encounter. To be able to get on, get on the altar and just be honest. If you can't get to this one, you make an altar at your own house. If you don't want anybody else to hear you say it out loud, you make one at your own house where you say, God, hallelujah, I'm sick of myself. I'm sick of my behavior. I'm tired of being double-minded. Sometimes I'm up. Sometimes I'm down. I'm tired of being mediocre. I'm tired of being lazadaisical. I'm tired of being ho-hum. I'm tired of having a take it or leave it attitude I need change from the inside out I'm sick of my secrets I'm sick of the stuff that you allow me to get away with that I know is wrong hallelujah I'm tired of the things that nobody knows about me that, that they, they really they'd have a different opinion of me if they knew I'm tired somebody say I'm tired I'm tired of the pressure that comes with trying to be five people in one body. Just touch somebody, tell them, I'm tired of being civil. And so, Lord, sanctify me, cleanse me, deliver me, set me free. Loose every chain. Destroy every yoke. Hallelujah. In the name of Jesus, make the devil loose me and let me go. Hallelujah. What God is looking for in this hour is somebody that's squirming to be free. That's twisting and turning, wanting to break free. Hallelujah. That's pulling and shaking, trying to get away from the thing that's trying to hold them back. 
I'm in a tug of war with my old man saying to my old man, loose me. I gotta get away. I gotta break free. I gotta get out of this. I gotta get out. You may say, hallelujah, glory to God. Hallelujah that uh, I'm okay, but most of us really not okay. And let me just say this to you all that, 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 are, that, that are buddied up or piled up with somebody that's not going the same direction that you feel God is calling you. God's calling you out. Hallelujah. And they're trying to call you to stay in. You need to break away from them because what's in your rearview mirror can't compare to what's in front of you. Is there anybody in here that has ever had something, glory to God, hallelujah, to keep trying to pull you out of, to pull you back into what you're trying to get out of? And so what God had to do for the children of Israel is God had to cause their Pharaoh to die. And so the Lord had drowned Pharaoh and his army in order for the children of Israel to get to a place to where they could worship God. It reminded me of the sixth chapter of Isaiah where the prophet Isaiah says in the year that King Uzziah died, I also saw the Lord. Hallelujah. I saw him high and lifted up. And his train was in the temple. He said in the year that King Uzziah died. Until King Uzziah died, all I saw was King Uzziah. I didn't see the Lord until God delivered me. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And, and, was able for me, and I was able to see God for myself. I finally saw the Lord. His train. Or in other words, the Spirit of God uh, had filled the temple. Uh, hallelujah. And there stood before Isaiah uh, seraphims and cherubims uh, crying, Holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. The earth is full of his glory. He says, I fell on my face and I began to worship God. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He wasn't in church. It wasn't a, it wasn't a, it wasn't a terrorist service. Uh, there was no musicians uh, or anybody else. Uh, he said, I begin to worship. When was the last time that any of us could say, I really worshiped? I'm not talking about come in here, have a little shout match, uh, hallelujah, we go home. I'm talking about the last time uh, when the Spirit of God came on you so strongly uh, that you lost control, uh, that you forgot where you were, uh, hallelujah, that somebody had to help you back to your seat, uh, fix your glasses on your face, uh, put your tie back on straight, uh, hallelujah. When was the last time? That we had this kind of experience when the children of Israel said that they wanted to go and worship God. Watch this. The Bible says that Pharaoh increased their work hours. 
just like many of you. You get ready to get serious about God. Now you can't get off work. Now they're asking you to work overtime and double time. Now you feel like you need to work two jobs, special projects with shorter deadlines, trying to pay off stuff that you had no business getting in the first place. Because the enemy always tries to substitute spirituality with carnality. Trying to make you think that the way you prosper is to work harder and harder. Longer and longer. All the while knowing that the devil's not even going to compensate you adequately for the work that you're doing. What he's really trying to do is just make a slave out of you. If you really want to prosper, stop the madness and learn to get into the face of God. Because it's in him that we live. It's in him that we move and have our being. Hallelujah. When we decide that we're going to worship God, we're going to lift Jesus up. Hallelujah. When the praises go up, then the blessings come down. Isaiah peeks into the social order of heaven. Isaiah said when the seraphims and the cherubims begin to bless the name of the Lord, when they begin to show forth the praises of him that brought them out of darkness into this marvelous light, when they begin to magnify the King of kings and the Lord of lords, when they begin to worship, hallelujah, something happened in the midst of where Isaiah was. Isaiah said, glory to God, the post of the temple my God, uh, begin to move uh, at the voice of them uh, that cried out uh, and the house uh, was filled with smoke. Uh, what are you trying to say, Pastor? I'm saying if we really want to get out, uh, if we really want to find favor with the Lord, uh, we need to get into the presence of God uh, and bless his holy name. Uh, is there anybody here uh, that will help me? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I don't mean doing it from your seat. Hallelujah. The, the, the Pharisee film and the cherubims were flying around saying, Holy is the Lord. Hallelujah. Their praise, their worship begin to fill the building. Glory to God until it moved God. That means when we begin to worship God, hallelujah, when we start telling him, uh, hallelujah, how great uh, he really is. We started it uh, a little bit this morning, uh, but some folk think uh, that you can sit your way uh, through an entire service uh, and be a blessing to God. But God is great. He's greatly to be praised. 
the issues in your life that have seemingly found a home and said, I'm not going anywhere. When we begin to praise and magnify God, hallelujah, I guarantee you that whatever is trying to stay around you that shouldn't be around you, if sickness is trying to make a home, when you begin to praise God, hallelujah, if debt tries to start receiving mail at your house, when you start praising God, when you start giving God the glory, When worship here hits the ears of God, every problem, every Pharaoh will start to drown. Hallelujah. Glory to God. The strongholds in your life, they'll fall off if you start praising God. Somebody needs to start praising God to move some systems out of their lives. I dare you to start giving God the glory. Hallelujah. Praise him for who he is. Worship him. Hallelujah. I dare you. I dare you. If you praise God, Pharaoh will have to stop blocking you. Praise God. Glory to God. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. I release blessings. I release favor. I release health in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. 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 I'm getting ready to quit. My God, but somebody may want to praise God. All of a sudden, I feel like praising God. I'm reminded, Elder Thomas, hallelujah, when the children of Israel saw Pharaoh and his army gurgling underneath the Red Sea, Miriam, Moses' sister, picked up a tambourine. And two million people uh, begin to come together uh, and praise uh, and magnify the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Yes, Lord. God, I bless you. Everything that's within me, I bless you on today. I'm praising you in advance for bringing me out hallelujah for helping us and sustaining us we offer up a praise to you come on clap your hands with me hallelujah 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 Hallelujah. God, I bless you. I thank you in advance for what it is you're getting ready to do. 
Hallelujah. Our prayer and our praise is going to cause you to move into action. Yes, Lord. Yes, God. Yes, God. Yes, God. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Glory. Glory to the name of God. Mighty God. Mighty God. I realize that there might be someone out there that doesn't know the Lord. I just want to let you know, I want to offer you my friend. I want to offer you my, 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 my covering, my protector. Hallelujah, the one that has blessed me down through the years, that he has no respect of persons. He only has a respect of principles. If you'll do what I've done, hallelujah, the Lord will bless you the way that he's blessed so many of us. Hallelujah, the just shall live by faith, by first believing that the Lord is, that he is the rewarder of them that diligently seek him. And so I'm asking the Lord on your behalf, he would reach my friend. I realize he's the only one that can. That he would move on your heart today to become your Lord and your personal Savior. And that he would create this opportunity to where we would be the vehicle by which you are able to give your life to the Lord Jesus. It's quite simple. Romans 10 and 9 says, If you will confess with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised Jesus from the dead, you shall be saved. If you believe that, I'm going to ask you to pray this very simple prayer with me. If you would bow your heads, repeat after me, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sins. I repent of my ways. Wash me in your blood and cleanse me from all unrighteousness. Lord Jesus, I believe that you died on the cross just for me and that you were buried and God the Father raised you from the dead on the third day. And right now, Lord Jesus, I open the door of my heart and I receive you into my heart to be my Lord and personal Savior. And I thank you now. My brother, my sister, if you prayed that prayer and you believed it, the Lord Jesus has entered into your heart right now. He wants to set up and establish residence. He wants to be your Lord and your Savior. He wants to have the preeminence in your life. And if you allow him to do that, he will show you great and marvelous things according to the scripture that you know not. Encourage you to get into a good Bible-believing, spirit-filled church. Glory to God. And just begin to learn and grow so that you might be able 
to be the witness that God is calling for in this last day. Before we dismiss from these services, I do want to pray. Thank you for listening today. If you want to learn more info about our church, visit us on our website at www.topchurchlv.com. We hope this message encouraged you to know you can live victoriously through Jesus Christ. Join us next week for another sermon to uplift your spirit.